Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When we're out and there's like a public trash can with the three slots and I'm like slowly walking towards it and I'm like, oh my God, where does this one go? And is everyone going to judge me for putting it in the wrong hole? Ah! I'm Kirby and I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. All right, Sarah, what do you think is the most confusing part of being an avid consumer, aficionado, and just overall appreciator of the beauty industry? Wow. What a loaded question, Kirby Johnson. Obviously, there are lots of confusing things about the beauty industry. That is why we have a podcast about beauty is so that we can help y'all figure it out. We figure it out together. However... There is one topic that I think is one of the most perplexing topics that people talk about all the time because it is just so confusing is not just clean beauty. Yes, that is obviously very confusing. But in relation to clean beauty, the sustainability aspect, right? How do we recycle our beauty products? Where does it all go when we're all done with it? Can I admit something? I'm scared of recycling. I feel like I don't do it right even when I'm not recycling like specific beauty products. Like just in life with the different canisters, like I get nervous. I second and third guess myself like, did I throw it in the right bin? Oh my God, same Kirby. When we're out and there's like a public trash can with the three slots And I'm like slowly walking towards it. And I'm like, oh my God, where does this one go? And is everyone going to judge me for putting it in the wrong hole? Ah! I know. I'm like, is it blue, green, or black? Blue, green, or black? And then I always just kind of stare a little bit. I'm like, I think it's the blue. And then you watch things, you know, there's documentaries, obviously. For example, sort of related, but unrelated. I don't know if you guys watched Seaspiracy yet on Netflix. Oh my God. Sarah, yes. Incredibly informative. Very, very important documentary to watch, but also so overwhelming. I don't know about you, but after I watched it, I was like, well, now what do I do? I can't eat meat. I can't eat meat because all of the water that's being used also is bad for you. But then I can't eat any fish because there are literally people who are dying on slave ships who are fishing for the salmon that I'm eating. I'm like, well, shit. What do I do, Kirby? That is how I feel about beauty packaging. Like, I'm like, well, where do I even begin? Yeah, it's like, do you take the lid off? Do you take the cap off? How do you clean the inside of an effing aerosol can? Like, I don't know. This is craziness. But, you know, the Seaspiracy thing, I feel like you probably did the same thing as me. 
after I, I watched it, I got online to see like what everybody else was saying. And I know that the ocean industry, that like people that work in it are really not happy with that documentary because they say that they left out certain parts. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the general public supposed to think? <laughs> like not everybody's double researching. Exactly. Me, you know, trying to think as a journalist watching this documentary and then Matt studied environmental science in college and is well versed in a lot of what Ali was his name in the documentary. And there were some things where like Matt rolled his eyes at, but then ultimately and he was like, yeah, he did a really good job. But like there was also stuff that happened in the documentary where I felt like he made it super dramatic where you're like, okay, obviously you did your research and you knew this beforehand, but you're piecing it together like as if you just like figured it out. How could this happen? You know, it was just like very, very dramatic. I mean, it is very serious. No, but you make a good point, Sarah. You make a good point. It's overwhelming because there's so much information telling you what's bad and like that you can't do this and you can't do that. And then you get to the point that you're so overwhelmed that you're like, I don't even know if anything I'm doing is working or helpful or worth it. And what we're going to say is that, yes, baby steps. Exactly. What you do day to day as one person matters. So if you're feeling overwhelmed like Kirby and me, just take a deep breath and know that you're trying. You're trying. Let's everyone breathe. Everyone just take it down a notch. Nobody knows everything. We live in a simulation. Nothing is real, but we can make the best of our time here on the planet by second guessing what canister we put our trash in. Exactly. And we should also find some solace in knowing that there are a lot of brands out there who are trying to do better and help educate us and now more than ever there are so many options um, you know of sustainable beauty brands that are actually doing the work that we can support so shall we get down to business and talk about how exactly we can all better recycle our used beauty products Kirby Yes, that is what today's topic is about. We've done an episode on how to donate and, you know, what to do with your gently used items. This topic is focused more so on, okay, you've got empties, you need to throw something away, how to do it, and what materials need to go where. So y'all might be aware <laughs> that when <laughs> you look at a beauty product, there are usually labels on them. There's the open canister that tells you, I always forget the proper name for it, but it tells you how long the product is good for once you open it. Sometimes there's expiration dates. And then oftentimes there's three little arrows on the package that make a triangle. Do you know what that's called, Sarah? That little triangle of arrows? Reduce, reuse, recycle logo. Okay, that's what I thought. That's <laughs> It's actually called the Mobius Loop. Okay, I challenge you to ask any other person what that is, and they probably don't know what it is. I literally thought it was like the three R's. I'm like, that's a three R logo. So it's called the Mobius Loop, and usually plastic bottles will have this well, a lot of different products will have this on it, but plastics will have it on there with a number on the inside. 
I think it's important to touch on plastics because plastics do make up a majority of the beauty products that we use and purchase and, you know, throw away. So the number on the inside of the plastic, it's either between one and seven. Numbers one and two are the most recyclable types of plastic. Number three and five are often plastics that are not widely accepted by recycling centers, which is really important to know because depending on where you live, like your residential local curbside program, maybe like, eh, sorry, if you put a number three plastic or a number five plastic in here, we're not accepting it. So it's really important to check with your city, town, province, whatever. And if at all possible, try to avoid number six plastics. Have you heard this, Sarah? I don't think I have. I hadn't either. This is all stuff I learned researching this episode, okay? So I'm like, holy shit, am I doing everything wrong? (laughs) So number six plastics, polystyrene, apparently the one to watch, meaning the one to not use, the worst one, number six, sorry to break it to you. So avoid that. And number two is considered one of the safest forms of plastic because it is not only recyclable, but it is reusable. So I know a lot of brands start talking about how they do use number two plastics. I can't remember the actual name of the number two plastic, but a lot of brands kind of lean towards that. We're going to put this sign up on our website so you can take a look to see what it looks like because it'll have the number on the inside and then below it, it'll have an acronym for the type of plastic it is. So that's extremely helpful. But I personally found this to be useful because I didn't realize how many different types of plastic there were. I was like, what the hell? And a website called Earth Easy made it really easy for me to learn. So thank you, Earth Easy. Okay, so those are labels. I just want to break down. There are standardized labels. This is what Sarah and I were kind of talking about earlier when you go to throw something away. There's usually blue, green, and black containers. What do those mean? There are no stupid questions in this episode because I feel like this is very important to break down. Blue usually means mixed residential, plastics, so mixed types of plastics. Compost is green, and then black is landfill. So mostly for your beauty products, you will be putting it in the blue container, in the mixed residential, mixed plastics, maybe glass. That's the golden ticket, the blue ticket, if you will. Kudos to you if you are a beauty brand and you're making beauty packaging or using beauty packaging that goes in the compost in the green. And then we have black, which is the landfill, like you said, and that's not where you want it to go. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of stuff goes though. Yeah, because they put it in the landfill and then the sun degradation is what breaks down those products, but it takes like hundreds of years most of the time. So if you can avoid the landfill, that is the ultimate goal here. That's what we're trying to help y'all with today. Yeah, we're trying to reduce our overall waste, Kirby and me included. Yes, exactly. All right, let's talk about how to recycle, Sarah. We broke it down into four categories. This is not extensive. This is like very baseline, base level I do not fancy myself an expert in beauty product packaging recycling because literally I learned so much from doing research on this episode. I know. We need to make like a one sheet or like an infographic or like something like a printable something, like a magnet. So we can all have this, you know, near our trash cans uh, and recycling bins so we can remember. Because I just feel like it's a matter of 
refreshing our memories about what exactly we need to do with an aerosol, a plastic tube, a glass jar, a makeup palette. We touched on this last year and I felt like I walked away feeling like a little bit more confident about knowing what to do with the products, but it's been a year and I can't remember anything. <laughs> we just need a reminder every so often. Agreed. So what's the first category? Okay, so first we're going to talk about aerosols, which are your hairsprays, your dry texture sprays, your dry shampoo bottles. We know that you've got that Orbe dry texturizing spray laying around. You probably have like two or three empty bottles if you're anything like Kirby and me. Well, to be honest, I haven't really been texturizing my hair because I haven't been going anywhere. But in my heyday, basically a lot of your hair styling products come in an aerosol can, right? So what do we do with it? Most of the time they're made in tin plated steel or aluminum bottles. And so in order to recycle it, first and foremost, it needs to be completely empty. Make sure that there is nothing left in there. Also very important, you have to remove the lid and the nozzle because if you just toss the entire can, it's just gonna go to the landfill. But if you remove the nozzle and the top, you can then recycle it. It just takes like one extra step, which I am guilty of not doing that. Yep, same. Nobody's perfect. I gotta work it. You also had to do that with water bottles and like any sort of Gatorade bottles. You have to remove the top. Sarah, what? Yeah, you have to. I mean, thank God I don't buy water bottles, but like, are you effing kidding? Oh my God. Also, I just glanced down at my trash can and there are four empty aerosol bottles and they all have caps and lids on. I'm going to stand here and watch you remove those caps and lids. <laughs> She's doing it right now. Oh my God. How do you even get that off? Well, you just go like this, I think, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, look, it's the way. Thank you, medium hairspray for your service. So yeah. So now I'm done. Took all of two seconds. You recycled properly. That's amazing. I'm very proud of you. Thanks, guys. Look, I'm already learning, already making a difference. Okay, next one we are talking about. All right, we're talking about plastics now. We're getting help here from our friends at Birdie. It says plastic skincare tubes and shampoo bottles are some of the most common beauty containers, and we have to make sure they get recycled properly. First, leave the labels on. These will help the recycling team identify what the bottle used to house just in case it could have contaminated the plastic, okay? So like, don't try to remove your labels. It says screw the lids on too, as they, this will ensure that they get recycled. Great. And then remember to clean them. Make sure that they're empty, there's no residue or anything like that. Make sure that all the product is removed from the bottle and tubes and then you can recycle them properly. Before long, we're just gonna be able to pick up a piece of plastic and be like, number two, this is number two. This is the golden package. This is the best one. We're like, ooh, this one's thin. This one feels carcinogenic. This one <laughs> smells bad, <laughs> smells evil. Number six, you're out of here. So now we have glass jars and bottles, which seems like it's a little bit easier to comprehend what you should do with them, right? So similar to the tubes and the aerosols, you always want to make sure that they're empty, which is very easy with the glass jar and a bottle. Just, you know, rinse it out. But when you're done with it, keep the lid attached. So same with plastic tubes and bottles. Just remember with the aerosols again to remove the lid. But for the tubes and bottles, plastic and glass, 
keep the lid attached. The only glass bottle that is not eligible to be recycled, unfortunately, are nail polish bottles. For obvious reasons. Good luck with that. That stuff isn't coming out. Nail polish, there's no like sustainable way around it. What it's made out of, but it is what it is. Okay, lastly, one of the biggest categories are palettes and mostly cosmetics, but palettes specifically. So if they're a mix of materials like metal and plastic, if there is magnets to keep them in the pan, those things cannot be recycled. So what you should do is the brand, whoever it is, go to their website, see if they have a return or send back program. I know Mac does this. If you have like five or 10 lipsticks that are fully used, you send them to Mac or take them in and you get like a free lipstick or something like that. I know that Summer Friday started a send back program with their stuff. Kinship, Kinship and Summer Fridays, they're not cosmetics, but they have send back programs. A lot of brands will have send back programs. So you just need to go to their website, look, If they have it, it will be easily available for you to find. But for the most part, when it comes to cosmetics, you really do have to take a look at the specific brand or send them to TerraCycle. TerraCycle does a pretty good job of taking your used beauty products and recycling them properly and making sure that the metals aren't mixed and all that good stuff. Okay, so let's dive into some programs that Um, are popular in the beauty space right now that are making it a lot easier for us as beauty consumers to recycle our used beauty products. I feel like in the last, honestly, like the last couple years, these have all just popped up, um, which is great. So the first one we want to talk about is through Credo. They are a TerraCycle partner So basically, you can take your used beauty product that you purchased from Credo back into the store. Oh, they actually accept any beauty products that you take? Oh, right, because they're TerraCycle Partner. Duh. So how easy is that? I mean, I don't know how, how many Credo locations there are. For us in LA, there's like, what? There's a couple? A few? I know that there's the one on 3rd Street. But yeah, when it comes to Credo, you have to take it in to their Dropbox, which is why it's not necessarily as easy as they make it sound. But if you do have a Credo near you, this is an option. Nordstrom also has a program where you can take literally any product, any brand into one of their stores. Their goal is to recycle 100 tons of beauty products by 2025. Again, they just have to be empty and there is a list on their website of everything that they do and don't accept. So just go to Nordstrom Beauty Cycle. We'll also have the link available on our website. So this partnership is less about like recycling and it's more about reducing waste and using reusable uh, packaging. So Ulta recently launched a partnership with Loop. So TerraCycle focuses on recycling products and Loop is more about reusable packaging. But in what regards? So their main goal is to combat single-use plastic use, where TerraCycle is like recycling plastic. So TerraCycle is like, send us your product, and then Loop is like a subsidiary of TerraCycle that's like trying to eradicate single-use products. Okay. Exactly. So in this partnership with Ulta, you place an order for the product, and you pay a deposit 
on each package, which is fully refundable upon return. I don't know if you've ever bought milk from like a co-op. You can buy in like the glass container and you can bring it back to the co-op. You pay for that like 10 cents for the bottle, but they take it off of your purchase price or whatever. So it's like kind of like that, but for beauty. And then after you're done using it, you place the empty packages back into this little tote bag and then you can schedule a free pickup online. And Loop and Ulta have like a specific landing page. It's like loopbyulta.com and you can take a look and see what products are available to purchase through this partnership. And there's a lot of actually really cool brands so like Dermalogica, Bad Hippie, Soapley, Burt's Bees. So I have not personally tried the partnership yet, but I am definitely interested in seeing what it's all about. It seems like it's kind of major. I think this is major. I wish that there was more publicity around this, to be honest, because if you have something like this program that's encouraging you to like actually send it back so that it can be reused, why not? That's great. Right. And I think maybe one hesitation that people might have is that you have to pay a deposit. So it's going to be more expensive than if you were just buying the non-loop version, just like, you know, the regular package version. I don't know what the price difference is. Like maybe it's like 10 cents, 15 cents, 50 cents. Like wouldn't you be more willing to purchase it if you know that you're helping do your part. I think that's great. I know that the intentions with like Credo and Nordstrom are probably good, but I can't help but wonder if it's like just a tactic to get people to come to the store to like buy more product. You know what I mean? Because if it was easier for people to like package it up and like send it to a Credo or like send it to a Nordstrom facility, why not offer that? Nordstrom is not popular on the East Coast. You know what I mean? Credo is, I don't even know how many locations they have nationally here in the United States. So if I'm picking a partnership that I think is probably like the most worthy, (laughs) I'm going with Ulta. Like I think like this is a really cool different partnership. All good but I really like the Ulta one. Yeah, yeah. Like I think this is like a a move in the right direction for sure. Also, TerraCycle is a program that we've mentioned many a time through this episode. We have a whole episode dedicated to how to utilize TerraCycle and information will be on our website too. So we don't want to spend too much time on that. Just so y'all know, you can go and listen to the other episode. Okay, Kirby, do you want to talk about some of our sustainable brand recommendations? Ooh, yes. Love a good brand rec. Again, Dodo Ho. Do you need it? Do you understand what it is? How did you hear about it? The number one thing is do you need it? Do not buy a beauty product unless you need it. If you need something, understand how to use it properly and that will be the gateway to knowing whether or not you even need to incorporate it into your routine and then of course how did you hear about it well you're hearing about these brands from us your trusty beauty editor friends so i feel like we have some authority here we're good hoes we're good hoes okay dr bronner's dr bronner's is the og of my piercing heart Anytime I get an ear piercing, my man, 
Brian Keith Thompson at Body Electric gives me a little baby bottle of this Castile Dr. Bronner's soap. I think literally it's made for babies. It's supposed to be like the child version. And it just helps to clean your ear, clean your piercing without going crazy and overdoing it and, you know, worrying about whether or not it's going to get infected or whatever. So the thing about Dr. Bronner's is that they use only PCR to package their products, which is great. PCR, post-consumer recycled plastic. But when they're making these products, like at their warehouses and manufacturing plants, they also reduce the resources needed to make these products. So they utilize things like solar panels. They use less water. They have limited their landfill waste to one dumpster per month, which is kind of a big deal for a brand of this size. And they only use PCR to ship their products to like retailers or warehouses or wherever. So Dr. Bronner is like, I know so many people are fans of this brand. You can get it at Target. And of course, their products are great and packaged consciously, but then also creating them. They were also conscious of the environment as well. And then we mentioned Burt's Bees earlier, but Burt's Bees... Bert, man. Bert knew what was up. Yeah. Way to go, Bert. Have you listened to the Bert's Bees, How I Built This? No, but you've told me to listen to this and I need to. It's a good one. It's not Bert, but it'll tell you the story of Bert's Bees. Well, I wish Bert was real. Bert's not real, right? No, he's real, but he wasn't. He had nothing to do with the, like, he was not the founder of Bert's Bees. Okay. Well, the idea of Bert, way to go. Way to go, Bert. So they trace and monitor the materials that they use by going on site visits so they can make sure that like anything that they're sourcing is ethically sourced and to keep themselves accountable. They invest in communities that support their supply chain, which is super important. They are a part of the Global Shea Alliance and Responsible MICA Initiative. I can't remember if we've talked about this on the pod before. We have with with Lexi about MICA and how it's sourced and how it's extremely problematic. They avoid overpackaging. So like when you get a Burt's Bees product, it's typically not encapsulated in an outer packaging and all of their products can be recycled through TerraCycle. So those are two mass options that I'm a big fan of. Well, people started in 2008. They've always been committed to creating products using organic plant-based ingredients and producing them in the most sustainable way possible. All of their products are packaged using Forest Stewardship Council certified paper stocks. So obviously like a great brand that makes quality products. Like I don't use their mascara, but I know a ton of people who love Well People's Mascara and they've just been doing it for a really long time. And then I want to talk about Ethic. They are a brand from New Zealand that was started by a biologist, actually, Brienne West. She would realize like how much water was being wasted in traditional shampoo and conditioner formulations long before all of the people who are coming out with brands now, waterless shampoos and conditioners, which even um, Kitsch has one now, which is great. Um, But Ethic was like one of the OGs and because of Brienne have been committed to offering these solid shampoos, conditioners, lotions, skincare bars that are cruelty-free, waste-free, and made and packaged with biodegradable materials. I don't personally use a lot of their products like on the daily. I've used some of their products and I've loved them, but I know that they have a huge, huge following. And again, both Well People and Ethic are available at Target. 
Okay, so some unique brands that are more like mastige, prestige level that we haven't talked about on the podcast before, but I thought would be good to highlight this particular episode include Arnco Blue. I'm a big fan of Arnco hair products in general. I, I like love them and I use their styling products. I use their shampoo and conditioner. Well, they launched Blue, B-L-E-U. Their bottles and cartons are all made from 100% PCR. This is more of like a luxe focus line. The price points are very similar to the original R&Co iteration. The tubes that they have are made with bioresin sugarcane plastic. And I've been using the Ingenious Thickening line for a couple of weeks now. And I really, really enjoy the product and formulation. So it's good stuff for your hair, but also made with products that are easy to recycle and not super confusing to figure out. Next up, Sarah, have you heard of this brand called Plus? Yes, I received a pitch for them today and it's very, very cool. So it's coming from the founders of Starface, uh, you know, those um, acne stickers. So it's a waterless body wash square and it comes in three cents, six in a pack of 16 for 16.50. Even the ink on the compostable packet is water-based, so it's all very sustainable. Really cute packaging. I'm very, I mean, I know Kirby is too, are very particular about our body washes. You know, we love products that smell good. Obviously, we want to do good for the environment, but they got to work. I'm very interested in trying this product out. I haven't tried this yet. They launched on Tuesday, the 13th. So they're brand new, little babies. They kind of remind me of those Listerine strips where you would like pull one out and put it on your tongue and it would melt. Like that's kind of the vibe I get, but it's with body wash. I thought it was super interesting. There's a really great article about it on Beauty Independent if you want to learn a little bit more. Sarah, have you tried Circumference yet? Yes, I am also a huge fan of the Active Restorative Moisturizing Cream. Okay, so this is one of those creams that like snuck up on me because I started using it and I really liked the smell. It was very calming to me. I keep going back to it because what I notice is that it doesn't pill underneath my sunscreen. It looks really nice under my makeup, but circumference is definitely bougie. The active restorative moisturizing cream is $120. Like you can feel that it is a luxe. Yes. It's like a La Mer in its texture and consistency and the smell. I'm actually really surprised that you like it because you have oilier skin. I feel like it's super rich. Really? Maybe I have a different one because the one that I have, it just feels like a normal cream. Like it doesn't feel like creme de la mer. It feels more like the cooling gel. It's like a middle ground between the two. It doesn't feel like a creme. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It definitely feels like that. It still feels like a very rich experience. Yeah. So I'll wear it at night a lot, but I've been wearing it during the day and Again, looks awesome under makeup and doesn't pill. So circumference, they don't use single-use plastics, which is great. All of the paper that they use is certified by FSC, which Sarah mentioned earlier. It is the Forest Stewardship Council. And that organization is a leader in sustainable lumber product sourcing. So if a brand utilizes paper in any way, you will most likely see FSC on their website. And then we have Ather Beauty. I think they've gone through a rebrand. I'm pretty sure it used to be spelled A-E-T-H-E-R. If you go 
to their website, some of their packaging is spelled that way. So they're having a little makeover, but Ather, they make paper palettes, eyeshadow palettes, and they are focused on zero waste and sustainably sourced cosmetics. When you buy the paper palettes, of course, like it's not a bunch of mixed metals. Like they use elastic to keep the tins in. It's not magnets. And then they got rid of their mirror. Well, I don't even know if they had mirrors on their eyeshadow palettes, but they decided not to use a mirror inside the eyeshadow palette because those are not recyclable, which I thought was super interesting. So if you are looking for an eyeshadow palette, then Ather, I think, is a worthy brand to take a look at. But just a reminder, you don't need another palette. You don't. I certainly don't. Okay. And then uh, I want to talk about Kroon. Kirby, do you use Kroon? Yes, I do use them. So they are the reusable microfiber pads. You can use them to remove makeup, exfoliate your skin, and cleanse, and you only have to use water. And you can use the pads up to 200 washes, which is the equivalent of 400 makeup wipes, according to them. I really like these pads. They're super cute, and they do really work. I definitely still use a cleanser to wash my face, but it works for like a double cleanse or if you know you aren't wearing a lot of makeup, it helps to really just clean your face really quickly. And like I said, it's reusable. So I love Kroon. I think you'll be really proud of me. I stopped using cotton squares. So if I use a toner or like some type of eye makeup remover, I use reusable cotton pads. Stack Skincare makes these like really large ones that have, they're almost like a mitt so you can put your hand in it and get your whole face. I love those. And then I'm finding that brands are starting to send the little tiny circular ones, like Kate Somerville sent us some that are super cute. So I feel like I have so many now that I just use those and I have not bought cotton squares in forever. Same. You know, the one thing is, and again, nail polish, because it is like the bane of sustainable beauty's existence. You can't take um, nail polish off with any of the reusable pads. You have to use like store-bought ones. Okay, so that's our episode. We're going to put everything on the website so you can easily click a link and learn more. We'll also have our honorable mentions of brands that we love that we didn't cover during the episode. Otherwise, this would be like three hours long. But we hope that you got some new recommendations. We hope that this was somewhat helpful. If you have any suggestions or thoughts or information that we should know, by all means, share it with us. We are by no means experts in <laughs> the sustainable beauty category, and we're learning as we go, just like many of you. So we're open to conversation and just doing our part. One small step for beauty kind each day. So we have a new social lead that we hired in February. Her name is Hannah. So anything that you see on Instagram, any prompts you see on Twitter, anything that you see posted in the Facebook group, that's our little Hannah's and we love her. She's just killing it. She kills it. She's responsible for helping grow our Glam Gelino community. She's so funny, so creative, and we just, yeah, we love her so much. So thanks, Hanners. Thanks, Hanners. We love you. We call her Hanners because why do we call her? You call her Hanners. You called her Hanners, and you're like, sorry, I'm from Texas. And then Hannah was like, I am from Texas as well. I am feeling left out. 
because I'm not from Texas, have jumped in and call our handers as well. That makes sense. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope it was helpful. If it was, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. Follow us on Spotify and find us on social media at Los Angeles Pod. Join our Facebook group and find us on our website, LosAngelesPod.com. We'll be back on Tuesday with a regular episode. I know that we said every Tuesday was going to be a collab, but consider it a collab between Sarah and myself. So we will be back with beauty news on Tuesday. Talk to you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.